Welcome back to Disney Dependent. I'm Sarah Chilcott. And I'm Justin Thoreau. Why did he do it? You guys are just going to have to wait and see. James, I like your shirt. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. Why don't you read what it says? Walt Disney's Carol Wood Barn. Is that the um, train museum that you went to? That place has too many names. Yeah. (laughs) Walt Disney's Carol Wood Barn. But it's also also Live Steamers something. Live Steamers at Griffith Park. Yeah, your shoulder says says more. What does that say? I can't read it from that. Carol Wood. Fairweather Route. Carol Wood Pacific. Yeah, too many names. But yes, that's what this is. Well, because this is specific to his barn. So they're, yeah. Yeah. It's hot. It is. I know we usually do the... Hey, you know, this just in. This just in, my neck is sweaty. It's 89 and sunny at not Disneyland. And it's 74 and sunny at Disneyland. So we're considerably warmer. But uh, it's also stagnant. Mm Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. very little to no breeze, but that's okay. It's I either love there's it. no breeze or it's like super windy. Yeah. Which is really great for fire seasons. Yes, always. <laughs> really hot temperatures and lots of wind. Uh-huh. So oh, I'm sure God. we have a long fire season this year. I hope we don't have a fire season this year. I mean, we always do, but I hope it's not Noticeably devastating. Bad. I know. It's terrible. It's horrible. Um, horrible. Well, how are we all doing? doing good let's check in with our feelings um i'm feeling scared yeah no (laughs) i'm always a little scared i am too always anxious and scared i mean i'm about to turn 40 yeah your little bro is gonna turn 40 i know that's nuts it's nuts Mm -hmm. gross gross (laughs) yeah it's totally crazy it's totally crazy but it's also you know it's totally crazy to to just have the audacity of like complaining about getting older. I mean, right. We've talked about this before. Yeah. I've changed my whole tune on that. But turning 40 is a uniquely big deal. Yeah. It's one of those it things. It is. I think 40 hit me less than 30. Okay. 30 for me was like, oh my God, I'm wow. not in my 20s anymore. I'm Especially like a, a full blown adult. Yeah. There's no going I back. I mean, of course I was. I had three kids. I was already an adult for a long time before that. But yeah. for some reason, 30 just felt. Like the beginning of the end. Well, the thing Little about... did I know, mm-hmm. it actually got way better after 30. Yeah. 30 to 35 was like my prime. Well, that's what I'm looking forward to is like 40s. You, you know yourself a lot better. You hopefully have a little more money. You're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've heard, I've heard people say that like the way to success is in your 20s, try a bunch of stuff out. In your 30s... You go do that thing that you find, mm-hmm. and then 40s is when you just make money. That's, that's my hope. That's kind of what I'm <laughs> sort of on track to do, and yeah. more or less. You really are on track to do that. Yeah. Well played. Ho- hopefully, if all things go according to plan. <laughs> I'm going to kill it in my 90s. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to be a salty bitch. You really will. Oh, no. What I was going to say is I think what's extra weird about turning 40, like Louis C.K. has a bit about this roughly and I'll, I'll paraphrase it that like we all are in that age bracket now where like if we were to die when we were 18 it would have been like oh my god that's so sad mm-hmm. if if your children die at any of the ages all three of your kids are at it's profoundly sad right because they're so unfair young. Mm-hmm. 
but now I'm in now I'm a middle-aged man. At any point that I die, I'm sure you guys will find it sad, but the world will be like, well, I mean, it's 40. <laughs> like, it's no, not, no. It's not that young For, anymore. I'm, I'm going to push back hard on that. 40 is still way too fucking young. No, it is. I'm just saying I'm getting <laughs> like 10 years from, like when you, maybe it's like more like 50. I'm if thinking you're in your like. If 50s, you have a heart attack and die, it's sad. Mid 70s and up is the only acceptable. Okay. And even then. Depending on your level of health, it's still... You still had time left. Profoundly yeah. upsetting. I mean, I'm with you. you. You know what I'm saying, though. I like, do. For the world, I don't know. It's hard, though, because when you're younger, you always think of just a few years older than you as being so much older. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not really oh, fully totally. aware of that. Uh, when I was 37, I was like, man, my sweet 30s, this is great. Yeah, yeah. Man, that sucks to be 40. But then when you get there, you're like, oh, I'm not actually old. Uh, I don't feel like I no. thought I would. And 37 feels like yesterday. My guess is when you're 65, it's the same. Oh, you're I'm like, oh, sure. I don't feel like I thought I would feel at 65. But then on some level, life is long. Why am I laying down right now? Like, because, fix this. because you're 40 something. I, well, <laughs> I was trying to make my body conform yeah. to the microphone instead of the other way around. Sure. I can move this. We here at Disney Independent love to talk about the never built of Disneyland. And today's topic is one I've been wanting to cover for a long time. Ooh. Now is the perfect time because it plays into next week's topic, which I am very excited about. Now, most hardcore Disney folks know that during the last few years of his life, Walt tried his darndest to build a Disney ski resort. I did not know that. Well, there's so much more to the never-built Mineral King Ski Resort than you probably know. Mm. Everything. (laughs) Officially everything. everything. I knew about this. Um, There's a Disney Plus thing that covers some of that. Oh. Yeah, I mean, they like, well, you'll get into it, but it was a thing. It was a whole thing that was going to happen. For a long time. Yeah. So, why a ski resort? Walt loved winter sports and was an avid skier dating back to the 30s when he befriended Austrian skiing champion Hannes Schroll while on a skiing trip. Two comments. If your name is Hannes Schroll and you're not a skier, you're wasting your life and name. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Secondly, people skiing, the idea of people skiing any time before like 1985 is hysterical to me. <laughs> Why? But imagine any athletic equipment in the 30s. Okay, fair point. Like just wooden sticks and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. just a couple of planks of wood from your barn. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was probably insane. Well, Schroll and others later purchased some land near Donner Summit, as in Donner Party. Oh, is that right? Summit. Uh, and Walt supported that with a $2,500 investment. That land was developed into what is now the famous Sugar Bowl Resort. Mm. And to thank Walt for his investment and his friendship, an 8,000-foot peak at the resort was named Mount Disney. And Sugar Bowl would later offer the first chairlift in California, which was named the Disney Chair. Huh. Fun huh. fact. Fun fact for you. Okay. Schroll was also one hell of a yodeler. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> we've covered this, and provided the famous goofy yell, "Yahoo!" Oh, really? Hey, that's awesome. Oh, uh, what a legend! For the art of skiing, Disney short. 
Bonus fun fact, that short opens with a zoomed-in shot of the Sugar Bowl Lodge. Ah, Lodge makes more sense than Lounge. <laughs> it worked for me. I was picturing just everybody just high on sugar, yeah. laying around, lounging on chaise lounges. That's what you were trying to do. Eating bowls of sugar. Ski resort vibes? It's not really for me. No? I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, puffy, so, so puffy, sounding things and people just like <laughs> drinking very hot beverages together yeah it's everyone's just a little bit wet but yeah totally everything's wet i don't know yeah it's clomping weird. around in your ski boots and i i'd always rather just stay inside like i'll get into the the inside vibe next to the fire <laughs> yeah there's like a hot tub that sounds lovely <laughs> dinner later sounds great lovely yeah with a little hand thing <laughs> so then in the mid-1950s walt fell further in love with the mountains during the production of the third man on the mountain which was filmed in the swiss alps oh that movie i've not seen it no neither have i it was a joke <laughs> what? what is it third man on the mountain this is a disney film yeah documentary oh, oh. Shit. so live action yeah oh. live action is how it's pronounced live action live action Goofy features in it. Love actually. Okay. <laughs> um, this is where Walt saw the majestic Matterhorn, which he would lovingly recreate in what scale? What do you guys think? Oh. Uh, five eights. <laughs> five eights. Five eights. <laughs> I have no clue, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the Matterhorn the in real life is just tiny. Just the first number. It's just barely bigger than the one at Disney. I have no idea. One one hundredth. Okay. 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 That seems about right. It's still, it's still pretty impressive. That whole Matterhorn thing. I the only thing I don't like about it is that they don't have real people climbing on it anymore like they used to. They should at all times. Yeah. I would actually volunteer for that. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. It could be one of the experiences. Yes. Yeah, you just sign a 70-page waiver packet. Right. <laughs> Will not sue Disney if yeah. I die. You may die in front of tens of thousands of tourists. That's kind of how I'd prefer to go, to be honest. You would. So finally, in the late 50s, Walt was asked to be... I'm so excited for you to hear this mm. this title. Chairman of Pageantry. Ooh. What? For the 1960 Winter Olympic Games to be held in Squaw Valley near Lake Tahoe. Okay. So, of course, he fucking nailed it. He turned the opening, closing, and daily award ceremonies into splendid pageants. His ceremonies included marching bands and choirs. Doves were released. What? There were fireworks, flags, and balloons. And he brought back several classic Olympic traditions, like the carrying of the torch and the use of the Olympics uh, musical theme song. How long did that happen? How how often? That was the one 1960 Winter Olympic Games. Okay. Um, ever the showman, Walt also made sure that the athletes were entertained every night by shows and stars, such as Danny fucking K. Oh. Danny fucking K? Yep. Who definitely wasn't gay. <laughs> that rhymed, not on purpose, but that was the whole thing about him. Yeah. Let's take a show of hands. Sarah, was he gay or not? Nope. Ash, I know your answer. Yes is the answer. You can move your mouth. I'm not committing to that. <laughs> In private, she said that she thinks he's gay. 
So I'll I didn't think it was a question. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Really? Yeah. I actually just thought he was fully out. Oh. No, yeah. he was married. He was married to a, oh, a, a beautiful See, beard. I did not know that. I actually didn't know that. Right, yeah. It was a the whole then thing. Then maybe he, he wasn't. He, he, I think, always said, no, that rumor's not true. But, I mean, how could you admit to that? Right. In them yeah, days. that's true. In them and days. married. Like, that would be a rough life. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I'm sure Bing Crosby would have been super accepting, too. Oh, yeah. sure. James is weaving his toes with the microphone. Cable. Really, it's disturbing. <laughs> okay, back on topic. It was at Squaw Valley that Walt's love of Alpine resorts was fully solidified, and he was set to create one of his own in true Disney fashion. But where? Mm. So many different sites were considered, including Aspen, Mammoth, and Mineral King. What the heck is Mineral King? I yeah. don't know. Tell it's a me. Weird name. The area had been an active silver mine from 1872 to 1882, and then faded into a ghost town until being adopted by recreational wilderness seekers at the advent of the national park system at the turn of the century. And where is this? Like what state? California. Mineral King. Yeah. Oh, all three spots were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, no. Oh, no. Aspen's in Colorado. Yeah. Oh, you said Aspen Mammoth. Yeah. Mammoth, That's California. And Mineral okay. King. Right. Um, Mineral King was excluded from the adjacent Sequoia National Park because it was deemed, quote, worthless, <laughs> except as a potential site for farming or future mining operations. Okay. As such, the land sat in limbo under the control of the Forest Service, who were courting ski resort developers by 1949. We've got to do something with that land. Got to. It can't just sit there. It can't just be land. No, we got to monetize <laughs> it's <excluded. this> land. <laughs> Ultimately, Mineral King was selected for a few different reasons. It was located roughly halfway between L.A. and San Francisco, so he could pull tourists from two different metropolitan areas. Sure, sure. It had 15,000 acres of land with mountain peaks of over 12,000 feet. That's it? 15,000? Acres? It's like my backyard. <laughs> I, I actually have no idea how big 15,000, 15, you said? Yeah, you have no idea. I mean, what? I have no idea. Of course. I don't know how big an acre is. That'd be like our size our lot. lot times 60,000. Yeah. Because this lot is like three a quarter. Of an acre. One, or sorry, one fourth acre. Wow. 60,000 of your total lot. Lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot of lots. <laughs> it's a lot of lots. My favorite store is Big Lots, especially when I'm talking about square. I don't think you've ever been to Big Lots. You have to stop it. Okay. So about halfway up. <laughs> this mountain there was also this nice little valley about two miles long and a quarter mile wide that was protected from the wind and created these ideal conditions for skiers mm. and of course it was beautiful in 1903 a sierra club bulletin read quote there is nothing in the whole sierra range more beautiful than the valley of mineral king in june nothing more like an upper valley in the swiss alps of course he would fall in love with it sure then. sure sure he's a mountain man <laughs> the mountain man Walt himself was quoted as saying, quote, When I first saw Mineral King five years ago, I thought it was one of the most beautiful spots I had ever seen, and we want to keep it that way. Ooh. In Walt's mind, that meant creating a self-contained alpine village for all to enjoy. Famous skier Willie Schaeffler was brought in by Disney to assess the project's viability, and he determined that it had the potential to be, quote, unsurpassed when it comes to magnitude, terrain, and dependable snow. 
They estimated the slopes could accommodate up to 20,000 skiers of all ski levels. Is that a lot? Skill levels. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of ski in this document. A lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a lot of skiers? Yeah, I, I don't know. Is 20,000 a lot? It's a lot of people. Are, it's a lot. It seems like a lot. Yeah. I can imagine, though, like a little village that he would create. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's concept art and it's very cute. Oh, I'm sure. God, I didn't even thought of that. Yeah, you're right. Um, the highest praise of all, it could be the greatest ski resort in the country and a perfect training ground for its Olympians. Hmm. Back in 1948, even the Sierra Club, who will become the greatest opponents to Walt later in this story, um, even they were in support of a ski resort at Mineral King, but the inadequate road infrastructure killed that project. And the local government knew how much potential the location held for winter sports, and by the late 50s were begging the state to install a year-round proper road. In 1965, around the same time that plans for the new Walt Disney World Park were being announced to the public, Mm -hmm. the U.S. Forest Service also granted Disney a three-year permit for them to explore their Mineral King plan on site and prepare for the land lease. It was seen as such a sure thing, all parties fully expected that Disney would be automatically approved for a 30-year lease. But (laughs) But Mickey didn't want it. Mickey didn't? I think Mickey wanted it. Mickey wanted it. Mickey's in charge after all. So what was it going to be? Not just a lodge, right? Right. Disney officials promised locals that Mineral King would not be another Disneyland. No theme park rides or castles. Instead, it would be a ski haven built into the mountains. America's Alpine Wonderland, providing year-round recreational activities for people of all ages and athletic abilities. The artistic renderings depicted traditional Swiss Alp village style rather than the modern 1960s vibes of the times. Very cute. Mm -hmm. Um, There would be two hotels, 10 restaurants, 14, actually 22 ski lifts and gondolas, um, a heliport, a conference center, a movie theater, general store, pools, plural, pools, ice rinks, plural, tennis courts, plural, a golf course. And even a chapel. Wow. Wow. A golf course? Yep. Interesting. For the summer. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Walt knew that he wanted to also provide that classic Disney-style entertainment for guests. So Imagineer Mark Davis recalled his instructions from Walt. Quote, Walt thought, maybe we should have a show that had something to do with bears. Lots <sighs> and lots of bears. <laughs> Keep that in mind for later. Oh, my. I was just reading about this. There's a... Article on the OG, uh, OC register. register. Yeah. About yeah. that. Um, I like that. Um, that publication. <laughs> That's a good publication. I, u- I frequently use that publication. Yes. So to keep the area pristine, and because Walt hated traffic, vehicles were prohibited in the valley. Guests would park at a massive lot some miles away and be ferried into Mineral King via one of Disney's famed transit vehicles, like mm-hmm. a monorail or a gondola. Okay. As always, sight lines were very important to Disney, so ski lifts and infrastructure would be camouflaged, and the resort would be situated in such a way that it could not be seen from the valley entrance, and service areas would be hidden in underground facilities beneath the village. You could just imagine, like those 
Like it's just not the same. It's like when right. you go to an. It's like when you go to Universal, and it's just not the same. The sight lines are all terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it just right. doesn't have that extra level of care. Totally, you're like this is amazing, and then you turn right and you're like, what? Why it's, is there a minion here? We're yeah, in Harry Potter land, and it's not resort feeling. It's yeah. like yeah, it's an amusement park. Mm-hmm. Um. Most importantly, at least to our friends in the Forest Service, Disney committed to help build a road into Mineral King, a huge public works project that would transform that part of the forest. There was already a rickety old mining access road, but it was narrow and treacherous and completely inaccessible during snowfall. The U.S. Forest Service approved Walt Disney Productions' master plan for Mineral King on January 27, 1969. Skiers could expect the resort to open for the winter 1973 ski season when the new road would also be ready. Or would it? Or would it? Well, the area had never been seriously developed before because of its raging inaccessibility, and that sweet, sweet 30-year lease was completely contingent upon a brand new 25-mile all-weather road. Wow. Right. Complicating matters further, Mineral King was in Sequoia National Forest, which fell under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Department of Agriculture, but it was also surrounded on three sides by Sequoia National Park under the jurisdiction of the U.S. Department of the Interior. So that's twice as many bureaucratic hoops to jump through. Right. Still, forward momentum was building and culminated in a press conference at Mineral King on September 19, 1966, to announce the plans for the upcoming resort. Mm. What month? September of 66. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Let's see where this is yep. going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Governor Pat Brown was on hand to lend support for the project and to announce that funding for a year-round accessible roadway was in the works. Right. All appeared to be in order when, on December 15th, 1966, what do you think happened? Oh, Walt died. Yeah. Um, Disney's Mineral King Committee assured all parties involved that they were still very much dedicated to the project and would be moving forward as planned. So you mentioned a date before. You said 1969. Mm -hmm. What was that? That was later on okay. in them continuing the process after Got he it. died. Okay, okay. So they, they really did try to pursue his vision for a while, it sounded like. Yes. Okay. For a lot longer than you would expect. Yeah. And in the background of all of this planning, Americans were really starting to embrace the protection and preservation of our beautiful wild spaces, culminating in the Wilderness Act of 1964. Right. The timing was problematic, to say the least. Opponents pointed out that Mineral King's official name was the Sequoia National Game Refuge, Mm. as designated by Congress in 1926, and suggested that the development would desecrate the fragile valley. See, how does that work for ski resorts generally, or just anything? Like, there's a Mount Hood National Forest, but there's also Timberline Ski Lodge that's been there for however long it's been there. How does that work? Like I don't how know. why why do they get to build on land but you know is it just because it's Disney and they get more pushback maybe? I think like Timberline predated the national parks. Oh mm, yeah. Right. Potentially. I think they probably had to do it around it. Huh. Um that makes sense. Yeah. Um so the Sierra Club which had still approved of the Mineral King recreational development as recently as 1965 they attempted to stop the project. 
Bumper stickers appeared with the message, Keep Mineral King Natural. Club members penned letters to newspaper editors and staged hike-ins to save the area from development. Wow. That'll do it. You can find lots of those flyers online. on the trail. (laughs) Get a job. (laughs) Jab. Yeah, hippies. They even scheduled protests at Disneyland, speaking of hippies. The yippies. The yippies. We learned about them. We did. Um, Lawsuits flew this way and that. On January 1st, 1970, in the middle of these lawsuit battles, President Nixon signed the National Environmental Policy Act, which required federal agencies to study the environmental effects of proposed actions in detail, meaning that no work could begin in Mineral King until the Forest Service analyzed the ski resort's impact and published its results. That takes a very long time to do. No kidding. Who pays for that? The developer. Right. Yep. Um, So before the Mineral King War broke out, Walt Disney Productions had earned 37 awards for its work with nature conservation, and the Sierra Club had made Walt Disney himself an honorary member, lifetime member, in uh, 1955. So they had a really long history of working with these types of organizations up to this point. And he clearly loved nature and the outside, the outdoors. I mean, a lot of those early documentaries... He loved that stuff. Yeah. It's wild to think like what he would have done. I mean, we could talk more about this at the end, but just that he died when he did and like how different the company would have been. Some of the things that he would have had come to fruition if he Mm -hmm. hadn't lived. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I wonder how different it really would have been. Well, in 1969, James. You get it. (laughs) <laughs> a company executive admitted to the Los Angeles Times that they think that if Walt were still at the company at that time, he likely would have pulled out in deference to the environmentalist concerns because of his, because he cared. Right. <laughs> and it was looking like it wasn't going to be a good fit. All the way across the country in Orlando, Walt Disney World was opening at this time. Park's construction costs rose from $70 million as planned to $400 million. Whoa. And see, that's the, like, not to get off a tangent, but I don't remember the story with Reedy Creek and, like, how Disney acquired so much land in Florida, but that was all wild habitat, obviously. What was the amount of crocodiles that live there? Oh, God, I don't remember. But it was like you could just spit and you'd hit one. Yeah. <laughs> but don't yeah. you think that's mean? <laughs> yeah, and there was pushback even for them to build a park there. Yeah. Well, yeah, 70 million to 400 million. Right. At the same time that all of this is happening, right. they're getting a lot of pushback. Um, so as a result, the plans for Mineral King were scaled back considerably from the initial $35 million budget to only about $15 million, meaning fewer ski lifts, fewer amenities, and most importantly, canceling the road altogether. Right. Whoa. Which is a big, big deal. Um, instead, Mineral King would be serviced by a 15-mile cog railway funded by a county bond. I don't know what a cog railway is. No. I mean, it sounds like a, you know, not a great railway. It sounds loud. Sounds loud. Yeah. What is a cog rail? Noun. A railroad having locomotives with a cogged center driving wheel engaging with a cogged rail to provide sufficient traction for climbing steeper grades than is possible with ordinary wheels. Ah. It's got the thing in the middle, so it's like, Uh, think about like the monorail, but like bulkier and going upward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. So they're saying in lieu of building a road, patrons were going to get to the resort by this cog railway. Yes. Doesn't it seem like that would be more expensive? But I guess you no. would think. I guess I don't know. I don't know. Because I guess you don't have to like level the same way and right kill a bunch of grizzly bears on the way. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. How long it takes to make a road? I don't know how long it takes to make anything at all. Anything at all? <laughs> no. No. We were talking about this the other day, like. Not just cell phones, anything. Right. I still had people explain plumbing to me. <laughs> like, he gets so upset I when get, you talk about plumbing. Oh, how does the toilet work? Oh, it's oh, it's gravity. Oh, right. What? Huh? It's magic. Did I tell you about the night that what? Josh and I got into a conversation about Wi-Fi? He, I would get so mad. He explained it to me like I was two years old. And did you get it? Yes. Can you explain it to me? No. No. No, see, <laughs> nope. that's the thing. But it makes more sense now. Right. I've always thought of Wi-Fi as just being like... Fairies in the air? Fairies. <laughs> Absolutely. High-fiving each other. Still... Okay. No, I don't understand it. Still don't understand no. it. But I understand it better. Better. I understand fiber. Right. Like, how that works. There's a there's an sort old... Sort of. Saying, again, this to, to our parents the other day that there's an there's a comedian i think it's joe rogan he has a bit about like this topic how we think we're part of all this but we're we aren't a part of the iphone we're no. not a part of any of this technology uh-uh. and he's like you know how i know that if i were just to take you out to the middle of the woods and all you like no clothes and all you had was like an axe how long would it take you to send an email <laughs> right. Like, right you have no idea how to do any of this no no i i i know nothing Nothing. No. Like, I barely know, I I barely understand the construction of the couch you're sitting on. You think I understand Wi-Fi or or a cog? Like, I don't know. (laughs) You don't have to. I don't know, man. That's the beauty of everyone having different gifts. Hey, James, what's a cog? You mean in the context that you just explained? I only know what a cog is because of the Jetsons. Oh. Mr. Cogsworth produced cogs. I always hear in like a negative light, like there's like a cog in the wheel, you know, like. A cog is well. You're just the part of it, the yeah yeah the, the, the gears. The gears, yeah. Right. A cog is one of the round things in a set of gears. Sure, yeah? we got it. Isn't it? Engineers, let us know. Disneydependent at gmail dot com. This is the steampunk hour. <laughs> Disneydependent. <laughs> hey, how about steampunk? Huh? <clears throat> That's the worst fucking genre ever. Oh, let's not. Okay, on August eighteenth, nineteen seventy two. California Governor Ronald Reagan. Ronald, Re- that's not Ronald Reagan. That's, that's the worst. Richard impression. Nixon. That's, <laughs> oh no, Ronald Reagan's well, 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 well. He does say well a lot. He does say well a lot. Uh, Ronald Reagan signed legislation removing a segment of the all-weather road from the state's highway system. Mm. The Los Angeles Times quoted the governor as saying, "Quote: I want to stress as strongly as possible that I am firmly in support of the development of Mineral King as a recreation area." Well, 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 Southern California urgently needs another year-round mountain recreation area. Urgently? Urgently. I don't, I don't think that's that. true. There's Devel- enough things to do in SoCal. Well, development of Mineral King will help serve that need. However, I am convinced that proper development will not be hampered by the lack of a high-speed road. Mm. Alternate access methods will suffice, and, well, in the end... <laughs> Better serve the needs of both conservation and recreation. Spoiler alert, they did not. Yeah. 
did not. Right. No. By 1973, (laughs) even the feasibility of the planned cog railway was in question. And a new law meant that the project required an environmental impact statement of its own. So all work stopped until the assessment could be completed in 1976. Wow. In 1977, the U.S. Forest Service attempted to revive the resort plan, but by then, Walt Disney Productions had walked away from the Mineral King environmental fight. Congress finally killed the project with the National Parks and Recreation Act of 1978. With President Carter's signature, the Mineral King area became part of Sequoia National Park. Today, Mineral King Valley is still accessible by that old mining area, uh, mining era wagon path, now a one-lane automobile road. Mm. It's been upgraded. Wow! For automobiles, so you can get to it. Sure, automobile. <laughs> hey, do you think I know how a car works? Oh boy, no, no. I know you don't. I would barely, I would barely understand, like a Flintstones version of a car. That is not true. No, 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 no. Four it is wheels, true. Though. No, no. See, no, 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 no. You're axle. just saying words right now. I yeah. want, I want an explanation. Axles of... to support it. Yeah. With okay, wheels on the sides. Yeah. You've built Legos. No, I can do it. Like you know what I'm saying. But like I'm, I'm not a part of the invention of the wheel. No. At all. We've discussed my role in society. You're the, jo- you're the court jester. At best. I'm the asshole <laughs> playing the Your thin whistle. The thin whistle. Stupid guitar things. Mandolin. <laughs> just a waste of space. Um, well, you know what's not a waste of space? Federally designated wilderness. Ah, I like that. Which is now what Disney's once thought to be Alpine Wonderland would be. Mm. Yeah. But... Something did survive from that ill-fated project. And I know where you're going with this, homie. Our beloved Country Bear Jamboree, Mm. originally called the Bear Band Show, was initially designed as entertainment for dining guests at the ski resort. That's a nightmare. Yes, it is. I'm sorry. That does not fit into rich people skiing vibes. Yes, remember, it's Walt Disney. Still. No, no, yeah. It would not have gone over well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. Yeah, you pay this high ticket price to get to a ski resort. It's and like a really, really play. high-end Chuck E. Cheese. We want bears. But I just love that... Tons lots of and bears. Lots of bears. That's what we want. I love that the original name was called The Bear Band Show. Yeah. That's so much better to me. The Bear Band Show. The Bear Band Show. <laughs> um, so Walt wanted something to keep his guests entertained at night so that they would stay at the resort and not leave. Um, so they'd By the keep way, spending that money. You were uh, saying something earlier about how there's like early uh, illustrations of this and sketches and stuff. I was looking at one where it said like the bear, or I think it was still called the country bear band jamboree or whatever in this illustration, but it looks super rad. Like it yeah. would have been like the resort and there was a little river that came through. And then over here is where the, the stupid bears play. It sounds like the type, the only kind of ski resort I'm interested in. in yeah. Like, at all. Yeah. I'm not saying I wouldn't love it. I'm <laughs> saying I don't like ski resorts. Right. You know, it's funny. If it had taken off, it I think it would be wildly successful. Think of all the like the water parks in Florida that are Disney themed. Any Anything Disney themed does really well. Yeah. Generally speaking. If you could get to it. Yeah, if you can get to it, people would dig on it, dog. So, 
Legendary Imagineer Mark Davis worked with fellow Disney animator Albertino to develop ideas about potential bear bands, including a marching band, a mariachi band, oh boy, and a Dixieland band. I really want to see the mariachi bear band. Oh my god. That's like both my nightmare and my dream come true. Because <laughs> mariachis are simply so loud. Yep. Like <laughs> the John Mulaney. Yes. <laughs> It's the loudest thing in the world. <laughs> a mariachi band on a subway. On a subway. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So Mark Davis recalled that one day in December of 1966, he heard Walt's familiar cough approaching his office. Aww. As the story goes, Walt walked into Mark's office one day and saw drawings that Mark and Al had developed of a country bear band and laughed, commenting that he loved the characters. And then he headed for the door. Goodbye, Mark, he said. This took Mark a little aback because Walt never said goodbye. He said, see you later. Come on, you're going to make me cry. See you real soon. He remembers this specifically because he never saw Walt again. My, what happened to him? Where did he go? He went to go live on a nice farm with a family. He did. And the bear band. He did. (laughs) As a tribute to Walt, the company (laughs) used the attraction's plans in the brand new Walt Disney World Park where it still performs folksy ditties to this day. Yup, it's the best part about Walt Disney World is all the old attractions that either got pulled away from Disneyland or that never was. Mm-hmm. It's great. And we'll pick back up next week to talk about the country bear, Jamboree. Yay! And why the number 69 is funny. <laughs> explain it, James. Well, if you no, take the six don't and then the nine... explain ni- it. Yeah. It represents... My sources for this week were Mice Chat... KCET.org, SFGate, Yesterland, and WaltDisney.org. Ooh. Well, thanks. I love Yesterland. Mm-hmm. That's a cool one. That was super fun. And yeah. like I said earlier, it's it's wild to think what would have happened if he had lived longer. I, yeah, I don't know. You gotta wonder if things happened for a reason. Like, would the company, was it better that he he left? That he left like a an aura of like Uncle Walt. And yeah. the standard of what it was supposed to be. Because if he had... It would have sucked if he had, like, aged terribly. Well, and it could have changed him, too. Right. Which would have changed the direction of the entire... I know. ...thing. In some way, it was, like, frozen in time. Mm-hmm. He exactly. just died unexpectedly, and everyone was like, oh, well, right. we have to live up to his thing. Exactly. And, and in a way, it was just enshrined forever. Uh-huh. I don't know. But it would be it would be cool to see what would have been built. I mean, I don't know. it the concept art. We'll have to post some pictures because it's very very cute, and I just want to spend every Christmas of my life there. Yeah, but it is also you know the national game refuge, right? And you know, I'm sure that the critters that live there are pretty stoked that we didn't pave it and put up yeah. a Disneyland. I don't yeah. know. I'll still miss it. No, that's not nature's there for for our taking. <laughs> that's my take on nature. And with that, <laughs> I do not. Think we that. would like no, to I recommend some content. Yeah, let's recommend some content. Actually, that thought bums me out. Yeah, which is like, well, Definitely. that's what it's all here for. Oh, we're the superior. Yeah, whatever. Instead of we're a part yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, both can be true at the same time. Totally. Yes, our houses are made out of wood, 
and and you know, like I get that, and like just, yeah. Deanna yeah. fades me out. <laughs> yeah, Deanna, you need to just start fading James out. He just walks yeah. out of the room ranting. Here's another thing, but... <laughs> One more thing I'm mad about. Yeah. How does a wheel work? How does a wheel work? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we did it. We have we to recommend some content. Oh, that's right. We don't Remember? know why you're who you are. <laughs> Hit it, Sarah. Hang on, let me just pull it up, because do you know yours? Yeah, I'll start. Go ahead. Okay. I am recommending a television series. Um, I don't know if it was ever on television, but it is a scripted series. And it is a show called The Leftovers. Oh, yeah. Incredible show. Um, We are all but one episode away. one episode left, and we watched the penultimate episode last night before going to bed. And we were very upset. Oh, my God. The last episode made me very upset. Okay. I'm I'm sure it's that kind of show. But it is a beautiful show. It's it's one of the better shows I've seen in a long time. Uh, For those who don't know, a quick uh, plot about it. And this doesn't ruin anything because it's obvious what it's about. Uh, One day out of nowhere. What is the percentage? It's like three percent or five percent something under five percent number but significant enough that it like changed the world forever a certain percentage of people just disappeared one day yeah and it's like a mom and a dad and their kids sitting at the breakfast table and one of the kids disappears or in one case one of the characters her whole whole family husband and two children she she's making breakfast one morning she turns around to get something out of the fridge she turns back her two children and husband are gone. Just vanished. Yeah. It's crazy. I just remember the very beginning when they're showing you everything. There's a scene with a woman walking with a grocery yeah, cart. Yeah. And is it that the baby disappears or yeah. she disappears? No, the, the baby, baby. disappears. Yeah. Just, she comes back and the stroller or the... the she puts her kid in the car seat and then it's just gone. She's, she's like, what happened to my baby? And then there's yeah. like cars crashing. Right. Planes fall out of the sky. Yes. It's wild. And anyway, so there's three seasons about like that day, what that day meant. Some people have think it was, you know, uh, biblical, rapture. like rapture stuff. Mm-hmm. Some don't. Anyway, it's a bonkers show and it's really well done. It is really well done. And if you want to see some washboard abs. <laughs> <laughs> so the main character, Justin Thoreau. Yeah. He's got a thorough chest. He's pretty cute in that. He's like real cutie pie. Yeah. Makes me question my... Uh, you know I know. I mean? You know what I'm I know. It's almost too much, though. It's, it's like, a bit much. What is an yeah. average they, small town cop dad guy? He runs guy? every now and then, but every you never see him. Like, no, he'd be doing 8,000 sit-ups a day. And all of the steroids right up his tuchus. He has one of those stomachs where you can <laughs> see that it's just a layer of skin on top of muscle. Yeah. There's not a, There's an no ounce fat. of fat in there. Yeah. Yeah, which it's is actually kind of gross. It's kind of gross. It looks like a hot dog, but it's <laughs> but it's a hot dog you want to. It's what? a hot dog that you want to do. I you just... want to put in your mouth. Yeah. Anyway, check it out. It's an amazing show, and it it, it goes there. <laughs> yeah, do. Well, that's funny that you recommended that because mine is actually incredibly similar. Mm. Um, it's a newer as of 2022 mystery on Netflix called 1899. Oh, it's by the same we director as Dark, Dark yeah. which yeah. I never watched. I watched like the first episode and got sidetracked and forgot I was watching it. It's the one where they're on the ship. 
1889. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. If you want to know what Sarah's dreams are like, watch 1899 and know why I'm a crazy person. Mm. Because I was tracking this show and <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to. All right. Tracking the show? Yeah, I was. It was, I, it making, was making sense. sense to me. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, I knew what was going on. Right. And I don't think I was supposed to. Right. My brain just works like that. Right. So, uh, 1899, it is terrifying and suspenseful. Is it in a different language? It's in every language you yes. can think of. Remember, yeah. it's all of the languages. All because right. they're all together on this ship. Yeah. And they don't know each other, but there's Polish, Danish. German, French, English, Portuguese, Cantonese. Mm, I can speak um, Cantonese. I'm not sure if I'm missing something, but they're all speaking. And like, you know, a couple of the people can speak both French and German. Some can speak French and English. Some can speak Cantonese and English. None of the Americans can speak more than English. There's no Americans. Oh, okay. Well, but if they were. they're heading to America on this ship. Where um, they will immediately lose all knowledge of other languages. Yes. Right. They'll be welcomed, at least, as immigrants. If they're white. Always. <laughs> <laughs> it's what we're known for. So it's it's fascinating. It starts in a place where you think you understand what's going on. And it just keeps evolving. And uh, I finished it last night. And I feel broken. But like, you hate kind of in a good way. It's like, <gasps> I the need one more. Thing I heard about that show, and it actually caused pause for us to start it. And I don't mean well, cat paw. We started it. Or to like to To continue. Yeah, to continue. Was the it's like not there's nothing after it or something? It like ends abruptly. Well, it ends and explains what's going on. Oh, okay. But does it leave it open ended like there could be more? There could be, but there won't be. Right. I, I would be very surprised if they do more. But with you're it. not bummed like it it's worth watching standalone. It's worth watching it because the whole show is leading you up to thinking you understand something mm -hmm. and then it kind of flips it on its head and i will not explain any of what i'm talking about because it will give it away but by the end you're like mm. what i was saying that out loud <laughs> i do like that yeah. i do like a nice what was that about but really really well done very well acted cool um yeah now washboard abs where we are with that mm. Cutie pies. I don't think you see too many abs. <laughs> what about little cutie patooties? Eh, kind of. Yeah, I mean. A couple? I think they're all kind of, they're There's fine. There's a handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Know. The captain is hot. Mm, He's the German. I love a nice captain. And then <laughs> Olek is the Polish guy. Hate the name. He's adorable. Oh, okay. Is he bald? No. I just picture any Polish man being bald. Don't That's know why. Funny. That's just a thing. And really Specific? Inaccurate. <laughs> Uncalled for. <laughs> Inappropriate. <sighs> Hit it, Ash. The animal hero of the week is a dog that was abandoned. Nah. So there's a dog named Nikki. Initially was named Nicholas. Now Nikki because they found out that it's a female. Mm -hmm. Her owner died recently and she was left to wander the streets with her favorite toy. Oh, no. baby girl. No. Mm hmm. It's like so a nice. German Shepherd. Yeah. Um, but not purebred because it looks, I mean, almost. Yeah. Almost looks like a German Shepherd with a corgi head. Yeah. Very cute. So cute. Yeah. Then what happens? So her story was posted online 
and um, a bunch of groups came together like, oh, my God, we have to help this dog. So they came together to find the German Shepherd. Um, one neighbor had been feeding Nikki while she was homeless. Mm-hmm. And she also helped to find Nikki a home. Sadly, Nikki is heartworm positive, so she will need to undergo four months of treatment. Mm. Um, the people say it heartworm can be prevented by giving your dog a single pill every month. So now she has to get injections with these like pesticides. Um, and so the dog has to be super calm and can't do anything. Just it's kind of it's just touchy. Sure. Um, so Nikki's receiving her care. Animal workers are making sure she's ready to get uh, her foster home. And um, the people said, we're just happy to help. I saw the story with her and her stuffy just walking around. Yeah. It was so sad. I just reached out to Heather and said, we would love to help and be a part of her happy home. They're collecting donations to help pay for the treatment of her care. So she is adopted. I think so. This was a few days ago. Going to be here. There's a plan. Yes. Okay. Oh, um, she wandered the streets with her stuffy. With her stuffy. This was like two weeks ago. So I'm positive she's been adopted. She'll be all yeah. right. She'll be yeah. all right. Okay. Well, here's to you, Nikki. Oh, she's still in treatment. That's it. Okay. It makes her sound like she's a drug addict, but whatever. <laughs> she's in rehab. Yeah. With her stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let these people go. Let's all right. Thanks for listening to another episode of Disney Dependent. See, See you real, real soon. soon. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Disney Dependent. And you can send us an email at DisneyDependent at gmail.com. This podcast is produced by Producer Ash. The logo is by Ryan Hatch, and you can find him at WR Hatch on Instagram. The music is by Ryan Knowles, and you can find him at Ryan Allen Knowles on Instagram. This show is mixed and edited by Deanna Chapman. You can find Deanna at Deanna underscore Chapman. And this has been a Team Dynamite Goat production. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll be back here next week.